and welcome to a brand new, just off the shelf, hot to drop episode of the Hippod. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You just make it sound like hot a hot pocket. <laughs> it's yeah, like it's a, a bit, hot pocket. I'm hungry more than anything. <laughs> uh, hello, my name is Ian Downs, affectionately known to some as Downsy. I am a local TV and radio presenter. I am here with the central spokes. <laughs> Of the Bristol <laughs> Hippodrome uh, with JC and Kyle, and we are here once again at Access Creative College, who are providing the podcast space for us with their um, maroon slash red sound baffles, the mustard <laughs> chairs, and the ever so tempting drum kit. <laughs> You're going to end up on that drum kit, aren't you? <laughs> Today's podcast is about the ocean at the end of the lane. And depending on when you are listening to this, uh, you may well have already seen it at the Bristol Hippodrome. However, it continues on tour. And joining us is none other than star of the show, Millie Hikasa. Hello, Millie. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the madness. Um, Thank you. Uh, we're, we're very, um, we're very open here. We're very. Do you want to share? I don't know. Do you want to share something? What What have you done this morning, JC? What have I done this morning? Well, it's been a thrilling morning. <laughs> um, cycled to work. Okay. Nice. Did How long emails. did that take? Twenty four minutes. So you've already done your day's exercise. Well, I've got to cycle back. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Kyle, what have you done this morning? I've had way too much coffee. Oh. <laughs> That means we get, hey Millie, that means we get excited, Kyle. I'm brilliant. That's good. Millie, what have you done this morning, please? Do you know what? I had a lion and a big cup of coffee too, oh, so jealous. I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all three of us just instantly were like, oh, we wish we were you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for me, I've been for a long dog walk. I had a bath instead of a shower today. Ooh. But only, Luxurious. Only just this sort of, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was being water conscious. <laughs> No, no bath bomb, no bath genie. Uh, no, just a, just a little bit. Of, there's a t- tiny little bit of radox in there. <laughs> I feel I've gone too in depth. <laughs> yeah, it's far too yeah. in depth about Let's your bath. You had a lovely bath yeah. time. Baths to oceans, perhaps. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's all involving water. Tell you what, Millie. Why don't you just um, fill in for those people that haven't seen the show? Tell us if you can, because it's it's got a yeah. modern and contemporary show, isn't it? Tell us what it's about. So it's about a a man who gets transported back to his 12th birthday and he comes across this girl called Letty who I play and she takes him to their farmhouse and she claims that this pond isn't in fact a pond but it is in fact an ocean and through this ocean there's like a magical adventure where a sort of demon-esque thing comes through and it's our survival adventure to make sure that these extra ordinary creatures don't take over him. <laughs> Sounds intriguing. It's all very sci-fi and all very mysterious, Ooh. but yeah. And do you um It's you all a big adventure. It is an, I've I've seen the show as well, so I can say it is amazing and it is an adventure. Um but you mentioned that you played the role of uh Letty. What was the audition process like for that role and what kind of things did you have to do? It was it was a really fun audition process. So I had to do a self-tape for my first round and did a couple of scenes for that. Um, and then the second round that I managed to get to um, then was puppetry and movement and it was like an hour and a half workshop of some of the movement stuff that we do within the show sort of devising what we think it could be um, working with Jess who's our associate movement 
uh, director and also Gareth, who led our puppetry side of it and who's our associate puppetry director, which was really fun and a really nice insight into into the show. We didn't have all the big puppets then. We had like a little um, paper puppet they sort of created for us just to play with. Um, but it was to get like the um, sort of the basics of puppetry. Um, and then my final round was meeting Katie, our, Katie Rudd, our director, um, and doing a few scenes for her in the room. And then, yeah, managed to get the job and here we are. <laughs> you talked about self-taping there and I have a sort of mild interest in this. I've got to do a self-tape for a, for something else down the line, which I'll talk about later. But Interesting. Um, have you got any tips for people that happen to have a, you know, a, a self-tape coming up? Do you know what? My tip is um, when you read the script, like, you do your own instincts first and like you do what you think that script means to you I think obviously within the parameters of the audition and whatever guidelines you get through but it's your initial response I think is the best one um and my other my other tip is because I'm an absolute I do it all the time and I overdo it but your best te- self tapes are probably within the first three ones that you do. So don't mm. overthink it and just, and just go for it. Um, because if you spend two hours, which I've done in the past <laughs> doing self tapes for it, just because you just, you just get sucked into it and then you, you hate everything that you do. Yeah. So yeah. Trust your instincts. Trust yourself. Great advice. Just Absolutely. writing all that down. Thank you very much. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Cause I guess what, what I'm sort of interested in from my perspective, especially with, uh, my role as a creative learning officer is Letty is 12 to 13 years old and sort of just how do you get into that headspace because I think a lot of people would assume that you just sort of become more childlike but actually people who are 12 and 13 year olds come away with some of the most ingenious ideas in a space where they're being creative so like I'm just kind of figuring out I guess as an actor how do you get into that headspace without it necessarily being demeaning i guess to somebody who's that yeah she is 12 slash 13 but she's also thousands and thousands of years old right um i play like the outer shell of a 12 to 13 year old but i think for me it wasn't necessarily like doing a stereotypical thing of what you think playing younger would be Mm -hmm. but it's almost more characteristics of being younger and sort of like the naivety that you find and the innocence you find in sort of playing like as a child and like when you're playing with your friends like the sort of excitement that you get and the buzz that you get and I think it was those sorts of characteristics that I drew upon more than it was like okay I am playing 12 so I've got to play younger and my voice has to be younger I think it was feeling 12 and sort of trying to remind myself what I felt like I enjoyed when I was 12. Doing the show eight times a week you sort of get excited about like if you've seen the show I have a big old fight sequence and like doing that is like so exciting every night um and like there's a lot of puppetry as well so like the puppet sequence and I think just like sharing the stage every night with Keir slash Daniel because they both alternate as the boy it's just it's finding the little things every night because it just it does change little things change within the show so yeah it's finding the excitement in every in every performance that we do and am i right in thinking this is only your second job out of drama school it is yeah wow <laughs> what a job i mean amazing yeah that's fantastic and how oh, does how does you. it feel to just graduated and now be touring with a national theater production like so early in your career still feels pretty surreal to be fair um <laughs> still whenever anyone says that to him i was like yeah it does feel it feels a bit crazy um but i'm so grateful and also i couldn't be more grateful to be playing such a wicked role a role that i would have only ever dreamed of playing as well so it it just feels yeah feels surreal 
touring for a total of 40 weeks, the largest tour mounted by the National Theatre since before the COVID pandemic. How do you find touring? How is tour life? (laughs) Tour life is great. It is exhausting, um, (laughs) but it's tiring, it's exhausting, it's everything that you think it might be, but it's also thrilling to go to different cities, for us we pretty much weekly we've only had a few two-week venues um so and the rest of our the rest of the tour is all week touring so exhausted knackering but (laughs) i just it's it's so nice to go to different places and feel like sort of the different receptions from each venue like it does change from from city Mm. to city which is really exciting as all of us on stage like it it means it's it's unpredictable and it means that we, we have to do the show keep them engaged because some people will laugh loads, and some audiences will be super, super vocal, and some people <laughs> yeah. won't be so vocal. And then you're like, oh, are we, are, do they like it? Do they not like it? But they, <laughs> but it's just a different way of uh, them, like sort of appreciating it, really. The show, yeah. 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 And from a life point of view, because I think a lot of people don't realise that you have to sort out your own digs, sort out yeah. transport, sort out everything that's still going on at your normal house and and it's quite a stressful life in terms of like life admin which bits do you enjoy which bits do you hate doing do you know what i i do actually enjoy the travel the booking of the travel though i say that i realized this morning that i booked um a train a week before that it was a week before to a venue i was meant to go on so i was like well i'm glad i thought that one now um but i I enjoy the i enjoy the admin side of it I, i find it quite um it's a, it's a nice sort of like reset to do mm-hmm. um on like the mornings off and I'm like okay right but it does it does get stressful finding digs can be super super stressful because some places have loads some places don't have many and i, I a lot of people booked so far in advance that you're like mm-hmm. okay you get to the time and you're like oh so my tip would be if you go on a tour book book your digs far in advance <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and do you actually get to see much of the place that you're visiting when you're there we do eight shows a week and we're there from tuesday to saturday so we only ha- really have the Friday during the day. But I think a lot of us do try to make the most of it, especially on the two-week venues. We we always go out and do stuff and try to see the city and try to see like the outskirts as well. So I've had a good explore in a lot of cities and some c- cities I do just want to sleep. What's your day like? <laughs> what time would you start then? So here's our like a week rundown. So Tuesday, we have Monday travel day. Um, Monday or Sunday, it depends if you go home or not. Um, but Tuesday, we start at like, if we've got a trickier venue to tech in, we'll start at 10 a.m. If not, it's it's normally a 12 o'clock start. And then we'll tech till five on the Tuesday. And then we'll have a show at uh, 7.30, which means we've got to be back for 6.40 um, for the show on the Tuesday. And then it's, again, a 12, 12 or 12.30 start on the Wednesday for a double show day. And then same for Thursday, but a, a bit hot, like half an hour later. Then we've got the day off on the th- on the Friday, but the show in the evening. So we're in again at like six and then the double show again on the Saturday. It's and nuts. then we're off. It's <laughs> nuts, isn't it? Yeah. You think, oh, I'll turn up 10 minutes before I'm on stage. That's fine. And you're there from like midday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty, yeah, it's, it's crazy. We've got to do a lot of things. We've got to do safeties because there's a lot of um, sort of tricks and a lot of um, physical theatre sequences that we need to make sure that are safe for the show to go ahead. Um, and then if understudies are on, then we've got to just go over certain things and s- cut tracks or put people in mm. and tech uh, and like rehearse little bits and bobs in. So yeah, it's fun. Just to sort of latch on to a little bit of what you just said there, where you said there's lots of magical elements, sort of illusions and all those kinds of things. L- lots of 
technical things that have to be done precisely. And this is something that we kind of ask a lot of people of because it's live entertainment and sometimes small things go wrong. So is there anything that's happened on stage so far? It's a, you know, a tiny little thing, but it's something that stuck out in your memory. And how did you guys, you know, deal with it? Did one of you just look at the other sweating, just going, please, please cover for me? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? There's been there's been a there's been a few moments like that over the last uh, the last like eight months, seven <laughs> months, seven eight months. Um, probably more than I can even remember. But I re- recently um, it, we were doing the like out of the ocean puppet sequence. Where we've got Letty and the boy, those two little rod puppets, and one the boy didn't light up. But also, <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm even, even meant to say that, yeah. but. Um, <laughs> But his arm fell off mid sequence. Oh, no. <laughs> the puppet arm fell off. But Dom, who's who's on the boy puppet with um, with Kiro Daniel, he swiftly picked it up and managed to like wrap his hand around it and and managed to sell it as if it never fallen off. But it was it's quite amusing because it was the hand that I always hold. So I was like, oh, it's <laughs> loose. <laughs> that does seem to be a running theme with puppets. Mm. All the puppet shows that we've had, there's been a it's part of the puppet off. that's fallen off mid-show and they've had to cover for that. So like, yeah, that seems like a real... Th- I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like with any live performance, there's always small things that may go wrong. And that's the brilliance of live theatre. Exactly, it's always yeah. slightly different. And it keeps you on your toes as an actor. I suppose it's really fun I remember we had a fire alarm go off mid the hacker um, oh. which meant the puppet had to like quickly quickly go off um, the, the big puppet had to go yeah. off quickly um, and then we, we restarted again because it was a just because of the haze the haze ah, classic haze <laughs> setting off the smoke haze. alarm been there many times myself <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah that so that was, that was uh, that was really fun I guess it's stuff like that the repetitiveness of the same show eight shows a week we talk to you know lots of people on this podcast and they go oh but it's not the same show you know eight nights a week it's always different is that you know from 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 your experience so far is that would you agree absolutely like it obviously is pretty much the same show but everything every night something different will happen and i think that's what keeps it so alive and so exciting is that it it will never be the same i so i swear i love theater so much because it's, it's unpredictable one minute it'll be super super smooth and nothing will go wrong the next day you've got things falling off tables you've, you've, to, you've got clashing like crashing crashing of the sets going on behind you're like, oh, this, is yeah. <laughs> this is this is new but <laughs> when i um when i went to see it in london i have to say um the audience there was somebody sat a few rows down from me and um i was getting very annoyed because they were opening i think what must have been a packet of crisps or sweets or something and i swear because it's quite a quiet show could have had a pin <laughs> drop and it was no joke about 20 minutes of I haven't got a packet of crisps but it was just like mm. the actors oh. on stage just being like well now I'm hungry because I can hear crisps <laughs> going off in the car. Yeah, I think the thing was she was trying to open them quietly or like yeah. and you that know, just makes it louder it worse and like, <laughs> it makes it so much worse the interval rolled round and um, the people in front of it, there was almost a fight because they were like, well, you shut <laughs> Will you just, just open the crisps, please? Just open the crisps. Uh, so, yeah, there's something that's gone wrong, but not on stage in the audience oh. instead, which I witnessed. But um, <laughs> it was quite funny. I was glad I wasn't the only one. It was annoying. Uh, <laughs> Do you notice stuff? 
in the audience? Like, you know, when you're on stage, can you see somebody that's on their phone or, you know, the annoying child or, you know, do you hear the crisps rustling? <laughs> rustling of the crisps. You, you absolutely do. Yeah. I, yeah, there was um, always, there's always a crisp packet. We can always hear it. It's all, it they always choose the quietest moments. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's always the quietest moments. You're like, why, why now? Um, which is always, it's always fun trying to distract yourself from it. Do you know what? Here's a funny one. We were doing this, the scary scene when Ursula arrives, the lodger who's played by our wonderful Charlie Brooks. Um, there's a bit of a, a creepy sequence that we call in there called Ursula Doors. And at the end of it, we hear from the wings a baby crying. <laughs> and we were like, a baby? <laughs> a baby. How did that um, get in here? <laughs> how did that happen? So that was that was a, that was almost like the Chris Packet, but um, <laughs> in human <Wow>. form. <laughs> in human form, we were like, I think we were just shocked that there was a there's a little baby in the audience when it's 12 plus so it's, wow. it's quite interesting yeah anyone what? listening please don't bring your baby to the show <laughs> well, I, was just gonna, I was gonna go straight to kyle our baby's allowed at the hippodrome what's going on with, with, with normally with most of our shows it's it's three plus unless yeah. it is a pantomime or a child specific show so yeah babies are not normally in the realm just yeah. because of the hearing like the the yeah, sound the inside the theater is so loud yeah. you could oh, yeah. end up damaging a child a, a baby's hearing and we don't want that to happen that would be horrible i mean yeah. i'm half deaf already anyway <laughs> <laughs> as far as the 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 show is concerned if anybody hasn't seen it yet give us the cell give us a couple of sentences on on why you should go and see the ocean at the end of the lane it's the first time you'll see f- magic fantasy sci-fi all in like live action form not on your not on your TV, but just live and flesh. I think you'll come away from it blown away, moved, and thinking theatre in a different light. Sounds good. It well, is good. I can it. vouch it is amazing. Yeah. Go and see it. Um, and then, yeah, just one final question. If you had one tip for anyone looking to get into the theatre industry, um, what mm. would it be? Just keep going. It, it is, it's a hard industry. It's absolutely, it's, it's a tough one. But if you love it, you just keep going and persevere because the right thing will come for you um and it, this job happened to be it for me but everyone a door will open and just just go for it top advice there and what with my self-tape tips i feel like we've learned quite a lot from Millie. <laughs> yeah you're, you're almost ready to take a west end stage yourself aren't you now? i'm ready to go <laughs> you're ready to go is joseph available <laughs> Downsy and joseph i would yeah, do you know what there'd be people who would pay a ticket for that oh a hundred percent and i'm one of them <laughs> Uh, absolutely fantastic hey listen go and google the ocean at the end of the lane to see where it's touring to find out more about it and for tickets but for now it's been a pleasure talking to you Millie it really has and good luck with the rest of the tour thank you so much it's been great talking to you guys too so thank you for having me Yeah, so this thing that I've got a self-tape for... <laughs> yeah, I need to know. I remember that, yeah. is, um, So they want me to play a newsreader in some TV show. You know when there's a newsreader on the TV yeah, in the in background on a something? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I've got a self-tape for that. Ooh. So, for a feature like movie? Do you reckon, I know it's for a TV series. I can't oh, you remember did just say, literally just said that. Uh, <laughs> 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 I have been in one, I've done one feature film. It was called Instant Death. Oh, I, think oh, it, wow. I think it went straight to DVD. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, and I played an Eastern European gangster. Oh! But the star of the movie was Lou Ferrigno, who was the original Incredible Hulk. Well, there you go. Who was a who was amazing man? He sat with a movie star. Didn't even know. See, sometimes <laughs> you find out stuff about people. JC, you're, have you got any roles upcoming? Um, sadly not. No. <laughs> 
Just playing the role of a 32-year-old woman <laughs> trying to get through life. <laughs> Some would say the hardest role. The hardest role to play. Kyle, I feel you're the most accomplished performer in oh. this room. Have you? What, what are you working on? Have you got anything like on the bubble at the moment? I will uh, be starring in a 7 to 12-year-old uh, group's musical uh, for the oh. summer. That's what we're doing over the summer. It's a summer musical school uh, that we'll be That's doing. So That'll be fun and I will be involved in that. Whether I'll be the... Yeah, I'll probably be the fairy godmother. That is the role you were born to <laughs> That was the role I was born to play. The Bristol Hippodrome's very own high school musical. <laughs> Zac Efron sat right opposite us. Oh, oh couldn't brilliant. be more opposite to Zac Efron if I tried. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Hippod. And uh, once again, thanks very much to our friends at Access Creative College for providing the facilities to record said podcast. Our thanks as ever go to producer Will, who's behind the glass, and the rest of the team here at Access Creative College in Bristol. Google it. Oh, that was... Google it! <laughs> A little aggressive, I guess. Google it! Otherwise, it's to death. <laughs> it's the fact that both of us just yelled Google it at the same time. To <laughs> uh. <clears throat> find out more about it. Um, but from all of us here, thanks uh. very much for listening. Goodbye! 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 <laughs>